Hey everybody, on this week of Guys Talking Sports, we're going to delve into the Lakers' dysfunction. Um, whose problem is it? Is it Magic? Is it Genie Bus? Or is it Rob Palenka? Um, we definitely get into the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Um, give our prediction of who we think is going to win in the East and who is going to come out in the Eastern Conference Finals. And is the um, Warriors better with or without Durant? All this on this week of Guys Talking Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports, where this is me, um, your host for the, for the night, Earl, and I'm here with my um, two boys, um, as always, talking about some sports stuff, prevalent stuff, and always BSing and cracking jokes as always. So uh, I have with me um, Al and Ace. Um, how are you guys doing this evening? I ain't gonna lie, I'm a little tired. I'm cut grass. Wednesday, Sunday, you know what I'm saying? So. But I'm ready to talk some sports, so I'm pumped. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> agree with you. I'm, I'm definitely tired as well, but um, ready to get this going. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> well, we're not going to hold, hold you guys too long, but we'll get right into it. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Um, going on this week. Obviously, um, there's the East and West Coast Conference Finals. Um, obviously, there's a uh, uh, baseball, the Yankees. Um, ah, I forgot. Um, of course, so Stanton had a, step, a setback case. I'm not sure if you knew about that. Mm. Um, What's crazy, the Yankees are still winning. Mind you, they're bad teams, but they're still winning. <laughs> this is the time to win. When you win against the bad teams where everybody is out, so when the troops are back and you got the good teams, then you should be real, well prepared. Right. Um, <laughs> But obviously, we're definitely going to get right into it. Um, Magic Johnson was on um, first take early in the week, and he had some explosive comments, to say the least, about the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, talking about some backstabbing, where he actually came out there and named names. He did a Nino Brown. He was like, if I'm going down, everybody going with me. And he started naming some names. Talking about Rob Palenka was backstabbing. Apparently, he didn't have the control that he thought he did. He wanted to actually come in there and fire uh, – Luke Walton, but um, Jeannie Buss um, nixed out Bill, and um, obviously he said there were too many, as you call it, um, cooks in the kitchen that was influencing Jeannie Buss in regards to some of her decisions that he felt that he should have been made, being how he was the president of basketball operations. It should have been his vision, his go, but he couldn't bring in his GM. He wanted to get rid of Rob Palenka or at least discuss letting him go. He wanted to get rid of Luke Walton and at least discuss letting him go. Um, so, guys, what are your thoughts about it? Because there's a lot there. And um, <laughs> definitely said a lot. I, I, I like to pass my initial comments to the, uh, uh, to the resident uh, NBA expert in the room, Al. <laughs> your thoughts? <laughs> It's funny because I was going to defer to you. <laughs> like hot potato. <laughs> I was going to defer to you. Now, um, where do I begin? And it's funny because we were saying that, you know, last week and the week before that, for whatever reason, that, 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 that this was only just the beginning with the Lakers dysfunction. Um, and they did not disappoint. <laughs> it's just amazing that for a person and, you know, 
I'm not going to knock Magic, but it's just the fact that for a person that loves the Lakers so much, it seems like he just threw everybody under the bus, including Genie Bus. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, in regards to that first take interview, I I was amazed that he didn't hold no punches. I was amazed the fact that he didn't even keep it cordial. He kept it personal. Um, not saying that it was a bad thing or a good thing, but it was just I was amazed the fact that that's what came about it. So now we know the reasoning behind why he just upped and left. Um, to be honest, uh, I don't know the inside of the Laker organization, but it just shows that the, the dysfunction is definitely there. And it just shows also the fact that, you know, it's interesting how Magic was saying this, and then Rob Palenka came out the following day, was like, I don't know what he was, you know, it's kind of disheartening to hear this from Magic. I thought everything was good, and, you know, we've been friends for a long time and all this. It's just it's like, Somebody's got to be telling the truth somewhere. And I'm wondering, number one, if that is the case with Magic, you know, how does this look for outside agents, free agents looking at this organization now? Sure, there's a knock the fact that, you you know, you're playing with LeBron, but with all this in the back end, how does – do you really want a free agent to go there where it's this dysfunction and there's no – identity there. Um, Of course, they brought in Frank Vogel as the new head coach when he is like your third option when you offered one for Tyron Lue and probably offered less than what you um, offer Frank Vogel. So it's just so much craziness there. LeBron is there listening to the press conference but not taking um, interviews at the moment. He's just there. It's a lot. I think that Magic Johnson wasn't really happy. That's one thing that he made obviously clear, that he wasn't happy in the position that he was in. And the fact that there was so many hands in the cookie jar just goes to show that there was really no one voice. And he wasn't really the true president of basketball operations that he had the title for. So it's it's, it's a double – it's just so much. And they really need to clean that up as quickly as possible if they want to attract free agents going forward. And I'm just going to hold my time on that. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, you couldn't have said that better myself. Uh, you pretty much nailed uh, nailed everything in your, in your statement. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, it's a bunch of he said, she said type of thing going on. He said, he said type of thing. That's what you know, she said. But... Um, I guess my question to both of you is, you know, because, I mean, I can sit there and pretty much beat, beat a dead horse off of what Al said or what you could possibly say, E. But my question is, all this, you know, with all the dysfunction going on, you got a new coach. LeBron is still somewhat somebody that you can get some assets with. Would you turn around and trade LeBron? That's, that, now, that's the question. That was the same question you asked last week too, you know. And 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 I still stand by that because I think, I think both you and Earl asked that same question. Right. You know, and I'm just like LeBron has never just really stayed this quiet in the background considering what's going on. Obviously, I don't know if he's in the twilight. He's just not caring or he's just more concerned about his, you know, his 
his life after basketball. But if I'm a GM, if I'm an owner, and I got to sit there and think about what's best for the Lakers, do I take my best asset and just trade it to get as many pieces as I can get and just, just blow it up? If we're going to suck, we're going to suck. So just blow it up. You know, if you're going to keep whatever pieces you're going to keep, you know, there's rumors out there that, that you know, Chicago's interested in Lonzo Ball. I don't know, what, you know, how much that is real or whatever, but just take them. If New York is willing to pull the trigger and, and take a LeBron and whatever, and if they still can turn around and still get two high-priced Kyrie and KD, do you put a Kyrie, KD, and LeBron and whatever else, you know, people you can grab off the streets, Al, you know, they probably come and offer you a contract. They come and run the small, you know what I'm saying? And maybe they can get our boy, oh, you know, he can come off the bench and hit a few J's, you know, pay him 25 G's or whatever. You know, is that something you would consider? <laughs> and shout out to my man, oh, you know, it's been a minute. We love you. We miss you, but. I just had to throw you out there because, you know, you used to play on the Detroit Palace's uh, court back when we was in college. So you say. <laughs> oh, so I say. Uh, <laughs> nice. No. Uh, um, I, 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 look, I'm going to say this. And you, you did offer that LeBron to New York deal last week as well. Um, I just can't see them offering. I can't see the Knicks paying Kyrie, KD, and LeBron. That's Why not? They don't have the money. Hold up! If if, if you trade, why not? You get you you trading, you trading. Wait, wait. So you're telling me you're gonna offer three? You're willing to put a team on three max players? No teams don't have like only have like two max players. Okay. So in other words, yes, you're gonna have to give up the farm to give up, you know, to get LeBron. And yes, you literally have to get G Squad and Europe players or. Somebody playing in China, or you might even have to get uh, Lamelo, <laughs> or the, the Joker that went to UCLA and he can't make it nowhere. This is Philip the bitch, whatever. <laughs> but if <laughs> they, ain't got, well, they, that, they only got a cat for two max, not three. And yeah, all, exactly. And one is already on a max contract. The second one is going to demand a max contract, and the exactly. third one is going to have to be traded with the max contract. Exactly. So, and hey, I don't think. And I don't see. And I, I agree with Earl. I don't see none of them taking a pay cut just to bring a third person into the mix. I'm sorry. Not, not, not for LeBron. The new banana boat crew. I still don't see it. I mean, from I get it. I get it from a pure basketball asset from asset standpoint. That kind of makes sense. The only way I think the Lakers aren't going to do it because you got you did went through all the trouble to bring them there is your best assets to put seats in the, you know, put seats in the stands. You're not mm. going to trade them away for a bunch of nobodies because then you're going to revert back to Lakers circa three, four years ago. They just got a big name to come to the, um, come to Lakers. They're not going to trade away him and then be right back where they were the last three or four years. Unless the only trade that I think they would do, which would make sense from a put seats in stands type of thing, you have to trade him for the number one pick to the Pelicans, and then you get in, and then you bring in Zion Williams. And that, from a fan perspective, to bring people in the stands, that's the only way that would make sense. And I think that's the only way you can probably sell it. Um, but right now, 
hey, Kevin Durant ain't going there because he got some problems right now. We were getting the Golden State and Durant in, in a little bit, but he wants to be on a team where he's the man. And if he goes wherever LeBron is, he ain't the man. And I don't think Kyrie wants to go back to that again, even though he's saying the right stuff. I don't know if he really is willing to do that. Well, here's the thing about that, too. I mean, like, all jokes aside, I mean, there's still fans out there that, that want LeBron to stay, no matter what. You'll have, like, people griping about LeBron that are true Lakers fans, but let's be honest, that's, like, slim to none in comparison to all the other Lakers fans who still love him and, you know, want the best for him to stay in L.A. So, you know, it's, you know, it's, I just don't think that by popular man that the Lakers are going to end up trading LeBron James. If anything – they're going to build off of what they have as far as LeBron is concerned, and whatever assets that they can get or acquire to make their team better. Um, whether it's um, trading that number four pick for someone better, we'll see how that goes. But as of right now, as it stands, I think that everything is still built around LeBron. And they're not really – I don't think they're going to invest in the future more so than now that they have LeBron, it's win now, but what can we do – to bring LeBron into the playoffs and have him carry us into the finals and take it from there. They're not looking to do it from a, a, a rebuild project at this stage. I don't see it. But do you, I was going to say, but do you really think that LA will get that second piece or, you know, whatever they need to team with LeBron to put them back in some sort of relevancy? I think they would get, a second piece, I don't think it's going to be one of the second pieces that they're hoping on. I don't think it's going to be – it's not going to be Kyrie or or Durant, neither one of them. I think one, if not both, is taking their butts over to New York. Um, is def- I don't think Clay is coming out of Golden State because if Durant leaves, he damn sure is going to stay because the people are going to pony up for him and they're going to pony up a little bit for um, Draymond, especially the way he's been balling. Um, these last couple of games. So I could see him getting a uh, Kimball Walker. I think Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler might stay with Philly. I think it would be smart if he stayed with Philly. I think he might stay with Philly. I think Kimball Walker would be the one that would go. I think, I think AD is going, didn't matter whether they got the first pick or not. I think he's still out the door. It's just a matter of when and how. And if they do deal, if they have to deal and get AD, it's not going to be just a straight-up Lakers to Pelicans. It's going to have to be a third team involved in that one. Yeah, I can see that as well. Um, I agree with you. I I don't think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be etched in stone that AD is coming to the Lakers. I do see – I agree. I think there's going to be another piece that comes over there. Um, I agree with you. It could be Kimber Walker. Um, I'm thinking more of like Bradley Bill as well. Um, That can be going to the Lakers as well because it's going to be something where we didn't expect a a player to be – to even thought about is going to get traded to the Lakers. I, I see something like that. I don't see it's an edge and stone as like the preferred candidates. It's just going to be one of those overlooked players that um, we've okay. been talking about in the past that was supposed to be getting traded. I could see one of them actually getting traded to LA. You know, personally, I don't see – it's just me. You know, I'm probably the minority in this, but 
I don't see Washington giving up on Bill more so trying to trade Wall. Because they're both under the same contract. They both got max contracts. So it's not like I can see them getting rid of Wall because I see them doing better without Wall more so than them doing better without Bill. But the problem is, is that that injury to Wall devastated his trading chances. Yeah. Like that really what, I mean, to be honest, it's more difficult now to get rid of Wall than it is to get rid of Badly Bill at, because of the injury to Wall. But but it's, it's okay, I, I see what you're saying, but I think the Lakers could give up minimal assets to get a Wall and still uh, 75 or 80% Wall is better than what every point guard that they have on their bench. Or starting. I don't know. So they did not get the assets that they want, but no, I but, don't. but like you said before, like why go after John Wall when you could go and get Kimber Walker? So and who was a healthy Kimber Walker? So mm-hmm. now what but I'm probably gonna give up more to get Kimber though. No, I think Kimber's on free agent, right? I think he's restricted. Uh I could double check right now. I'm pretty sure he's restricted. Um, I'm 90% I'm <laughs> sure at this point. Yeah, but, but I would, if, if I was the Lakers, I would I'll be more interested in Bradley Bill over John Wall because you have no idea with that injury how he's going to come back and you're unsure when he comes back if he's going to re-injure it again. Bradley Bill will see more of a safer the, the, the safer acquisition if they can get him out of there. But what are they going to have to give up to get him? They got to give up stuff. They're not going to – he wouldn't be the person that they would give up assets to get. They're going to probably shoot their shot at one of the free agents. If they got to give up somebody, it's only going to be in the case of, you know, Anthony AD. So they're going to have to give up a Kuzma. They're going to have to give up uh, somebody else. They're probably going to have to give up Kuzma and somebody else to get a bill. And they ain't going to do that. <laughs> I don't think – Get Kuzma, Kuzma and, and Bill, in my opinion, they wouldn't give up Kuzma for Bill. That wouldn't be the package they would want. I don't see where Washington would want anything else other than, than Kuzma. <laughs> they, that's what they would want. The Lakers are probably like, nah, that, nah, you're not. That's not a to them. Kuzma and Bill, to them, the way I don't think that'll be apples to apples in, in their eyes. But. Isn't it? And don't correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't, I don't necessarily follow NBA contracts to a T. But in the NBA, don't the contracts kind of have to match? Like if you if 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 Bill is earning twenty, I don't know, twenty four million, don't the don't Washington have to get contracts equivalent to the twenty four million that they're giving away? I think that's how that works. Well, yeah. I mean, if. I'm not sure all the mechanics, but I think if you're going to trade for somebody, especially if they're on the last year of the contract, then yeah, then it has to match up apples. To, you know, contract right. has to match up apples to apples. But if you're looking to jettison people after the fact because you got to give someone a high, you know, another contract extension, then it really doesn't matter. But most of the time, I think it just ha- kind of has to match up, or you at least have to have the space available to right. fit, them, right. fit them underneath the, underneath the cap. So I think that's when that three-team trades come into play so that all the numbers can kind of add up, which is which has me kind of curious, like how much truth is there to that Lonzo Ball, the Chicago type of theory thing that's going on out there? Uh, it's, 
I always say where the smoke, there's fire. So it could be. Um, right now, like we all, like like we was saying beginning, I mean, there's a lot of dysfunction going on with the Los Angeles Lakers. We don't really know who's calling the shots. Is it Linda Rambis? Is it Jeannie Buss? Is it Rob Palenka? Is it the shadow Kobe Bryant in the background? Who knows? But <laughs> the shadow. The shadow. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, I, you know, I'll leave it at this. We can move on to something else. But uh, you know. I agree to the fact that if you wasn't, if you magic probably wasn't the best fit for that position, he probably would have been better as a senior consultant, consultant, genie bus and whomever. But if you're going to bring him on and let him be the president of basketball operations, then you got to let him do what he has to do. You can't let other people get in your ear when he's trying to tell you his vision and what, he, and what the kind of basketball decisions he wants to make. Because anytime you bring a new president, or whatever, they're going to bring in their guy. And he said he wanted to bring in his guy. So if you're not going to allow him to bring in his peoples to get the job done, then why, you know, why bring him on? And if that wasn't established or that wasn't, um, especially put it, if that fact wasn't known ahead of time, they didn't, you know, agree upon that, then if I was magic, I wouldn't have took the job. He could have been like, I'll advise you. I'll tell you what I think you should do. But if I can't, run it like I want to, then I don't want the job. And I guess he got to the point where he just said, I don't want to do this anymore. I can go back to being magic and the million dollar smile and do all of his um, visits and endorsements, whatever he does. Yeah. But he ain't had to hold, I mean, he could have held back on his uh, interview at first take. Like the way that he was going yeah. names, it was just like, it, it felt like it was personal. Like he was just telling him like, yo, I want it. Luke Walton fired. <laughs> like, like there wasn't even no sugar coat in it. I wanted Luke Walton fired. They, you know, when I told him that, you know, we should fire. We need a new coach. I like Luke Walton, but you know, I think we needed a new coach. And blah 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 blah. blah. I'm like, man, you just like you just don't care at this point. Ah, uh, he he was he was taking shots. It felt like it was old hot ninety seven back on uh Hunt Master Flex and Angie Martinez back in the day. <laughs> Rappers used to take direct shots at people. So oh wow. Wow, flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Side note, um, Kimber Walker is unrestricted, so he's free to sign anywhere. I guess. Mm -hmm. Mike would be stupid to let him walk. Mike might not have much of a choice. I was about to, <laughs> about to say that. May not have much of a choice at this point. Nothing personal, but Kimber can't do it by himself there. In his business. But then yeah. Mike better try to do everything in his power to get somebody to come to Charlotte. That's what's probably going to happen. If the bright lights of L.A. come a-calling, trust me, he's going to be right out the door. Without question. Yeah. So moving on to the next one, obviously the um, Western, West, Western Conference Finals wrapped up quick, a four-game sweep of the uh, Golden State Warriors over the Portland Trailblazers. Extremely disappointed in the Trailblazers. Um, I thought it at least would have been five, maybe six, but they got swept with no Durant, and actually, last game, no, no Iggy. So, I mean, but on the Eastern Conference side, which I thought might be a, a five-game series, actually 2-2, two, two, which means this thing is going six. In my opinion, is going seven. I guess um, so. With the Raptors tying it up at home. It's not a series yet because no one has won on the other team's home court. But um, the way that the Toronto Raptors, especially Kawhi Leonard, has been D'ing up, you know, Giannis, um, it's, it's exposing some stuff to that team, that offense. So... But it being wrapped up two and two at this particular point, 
who do you guys think is going to make it out of this? Uh, if I had to guess, until somebody wins on the road, I got to go with the home team. Because Milwaukee got the home seat, you know, home field advantage or the home court advantage. I got to go with Milwaukee. So if somebody proves me wrong. If Toronto goes in in game five and steals that, then you got to give serious credence to, uh, to Toronto and what they could possibly do. I completely agree with you. Um, I think I think every home team is going to win the game. Um, so I, I had to go up Milwaukee as well. Um, I, it was good to see Toronto come back for these two games because, you know, with the Western Conference already done, you know, it's it good to see this one going six or seven game stops. So I'm happy for that. And I agree, though. It looks like it just has that feeling that every home team, every home team, can win their their game respectively. So, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised that they actually um, Toronto won the last two games because I didn't want this to be like a like a five game or even a sweep because that would have been like the most boringest uh, <laughs> Easter Conference Western Conference Finals that I've experienced in quite some time. But um, I, I'll admit, when the playoffs first started, I was still you know I was still a little unsure about. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, they've been slowly but surely <laughs> getting me over into the last two games. But <sighs> I don't know. I Can the Raptors hold it up for another two games or can the Bucks get back to their, their, their style of play with Giannis going to the hole and everybody else hitting those snipers hitting threes on the side? I'll probably have to save Milwaukee at this point in seven. Mm-hmm. You got to because now it's one one one, and uh, and 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 the thing about it is, if it hits a game seven, the pressure is on both teams. So it's not like you know they both have something to play for. They both have something to lose. They both don't want to go home. So it's like there's no one clear advantage over the other. Unlike last year when it was you know Cleveland Celtics going game seven, it's Boston with all the pressure because they had never been there before, and Cleveland is like whatever. So. You know, unless unless Toronto comes out there and steals one in Milwaukee tomorrow night, Milwaukee is seven easy. Or right? mess around and be Milwaukee in six because they just don't want to get to seven. Yeah, I have to give credit where credit is due. Um, Kyle Lowry is definitely playing these past couple of games. Like, he should have been playing for the past couple of years in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm not taking, you know, I'm not going to disrespect him. You know, that's last year's Toronto, the year before Toronto. But it's good to see that him showing up in this playoff series and really stepping up. Like, to be honest, he's been roughly the second best player of the Toronto Raptors in these playoff series um, because he's definitely coming out and doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah, he's definitely been balling. And I even heard something that he was talking about. He was slightly hurt. I'm not sure if that was the case or not, but. Yeah, he is hurt with yeah. Um, finger. Yeah, he, he, he had the ball because those first two games, they were just really just, well, the second, well, and then, what was it? Double overtime was when the Toronto, Toronto won game three, right? Yeah. Yes. So prior to that, yeah, they weren't doing much of anything. I mean, so this is your time to put up a shut up, Kyle Lowry. I mean, you got the ball out. I mean, you got to help Kawhi. And 
defensively, Kawhi's been doing a hell of a job on Giannis. He's definitely – he's catching them at the top. He's not letting them get the driver lanes. He's front-facing them, pushing them into the help defense and um, not allowing them to just have the free Eurostep ring right to the lane. He kind of reminds me – and I was saying some of my coworkers – almost like a, a – almost like the young LeBron James and he was with the Cleveland Cavaliers first go around where it was basically all athletic ability getting to the hole and you had those snipers, you know, in the corner that was able to hit shots. It all worked well until you got a team that was able to force them to hit jumpers. And once they did that, then he faltered a la what happened with the Dallas Mavericks. So. Mm-hmm. Actually, so, I, I, I was thinking more so of, um, Milwaukee's being the Miami Heat than Cleveland. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because of the shooters. Like you said, all around LeBron. I mean, LeBron. Um, Giannis. Um, whether – let's say I really don't count, but you got Brockton um, who's shooting well. You got Brooke Lopez who is found his form now um, shooting well out of threes. And it's just – to be honest, it's funny because when you see both – Brooke Lopez and Marcus Gasol shooting threes in the center position, and they're hitting them at a, a good percent clip. That's when you know that you got some good shooters on your team. And, right. and let's not forget Middleton. Yes, and Middleton. Well, finally in the third quarter last night. He was, matter of fact, he was the one that was carrying them in the third quarter. <laughs> then I went to bed, and uh, yeah, they got blown out. <laughs> <laughs> They were trying to make a run for it, but, you know, it was just that the, the defense, they put the defense on Giannis, and, you know, if, if Giannis doesn't go, if Giannis can develop a jump shot, a nice, consistent mid-range jumper, it doesn't have to be threes. If you can get, like, a nice mid-range jumper, you know, anywhere between the 12 to 15 feet range, that would help out his game tremendously. Well... He's still young and he still has plenty of time to mature and and be that dude. Um, And and Milwaukee is going to be that team to make sure that Giannis gets whatever the hell he wants. So they're going to make sure to keep him surrounded. I I will say – go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think he's going to be that type of dude that – I don't think he's going to sit there and run at any sign of he doesn't think he's going to win. I think he's going to have the Dame, Dame Leonard uh, type of trait where he's comfortable. And then uh, if it's 12 or 13 years in and it doesn't work out, then, okay, yeah, I'll leave to, you know, chase a ring at that point, a la Barkley or a la Drexel or those jokers when they're in the tail end of their career, they're just trying to latch on just to see if they can win a ring. You know, I don't – but it's, it's nice to see that you, there's a player or two out there that's willing to stay – where they are, and just make uh, a name for who they are with them in draft because they are the superstar. They want to see that particular team win, you know, because you don't see that type of loyalty in sports that much anymore. Well, we shall see. I mean, it, it, in this day and age with, with the NBA, I mean, players moving all the time, I, you, you never know. It would not shock me if all of a sudden he opts to, like, bounce within a, within a couple of years and want to go play someplace else. I mean, LeBron James has kind of opened this door for much more player movement. So guys are going to just roll when they, you know, when they feel like it's their time to roll. That is true. That is true. 
Um, but like you said, some people say they never, you know, would make that move. And I keep telling them, no, think of Kevin Durant. Because he said he never would leave Oklahoma City where he's at now. So, Yeah, but that's because they had two alpha males. And nobody, either one of them wanted to, to be that, that other dude. You know, you can't have two Batmans. Somebody no, I, has to. Somebody has to, yeah. to, to be submissive in that particular scenario and say, I'm going to let you do, and I'm going to be that Robin. Yeah, hey, you went to Justice League with Superman and Batman, so you can definitely have two two alpha males. <laughs> yeah, but you saw they kept fighting one another, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was more so Batman fighting Superman, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, like, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, all I'm saying is never say never um, at this point. You know, because you never know. I mean, like with Giannis, somebody could come in on that team and try to be the alpha male and clash with Giannis. So you you never know at this stage. That's all I'm saying. Just be careful saying that I will never leave. Because, you know, especially on your own accord. Because, you know, you say that and then you ask for a trade down the road. It's a problem. Yeah, which which leads me to a nice uh, segue into uh, Kevin Durant with the uh, Golden State Warriors. Now, there's been a lot of talk, and I think it's too much talk about whether or not the Golden State Warriors are better with Durant or without Durant. Um, my personal opinion, I think, I think they will probably would need Kevin Durant in this finals to ensure that they make it. I'm not. 100% sold because you look at this last series, they were behind practically in almost every game and had to have miraculous third and fourth quarter comebacks just to win. I'm not 100% sold that either Milwaukee or Toronto, depending on who wins, is going to play like that. Um, if the Portland Trail Blazers knew how to close a fucking game, this was this series would still be going on right now. Um, if if the Houston Rockets knew how to actually close out a series and play, they wouldn't even made it out the um, that second round. So, I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant to say that you know they are playing better basketball. But that that four, even though it was a sweep, um, that was a Portland Trailblazers. That as soon as they saw the big bag, you know, Golden State Warriors starting, you know, to, to heat up, they just cowered in the corner and just went away. I don't think they believed they could beat them. They thought they could. I don't think they believed it. And when it got tight in those third or fourth quarters, they just said, oh, fuck it. We, we, just, we just don't have it. So I don't think I don't think Toronto's going to play. I know Toronto won't play like that. Definitely not with Kawhi Leonard. Milwaukee Bucks, they haven't been there. At least none of them has been there. So I'm not 100% sure that they will. But in your guys' opinion, hey, do you think that whomever wins the East will beat the Golden State Warriors um, if they don't have Kevin Durant, or do you think if they have Kevin Durant, it's just basically a foregone conclusion? And keeping in mind that Golden State will not have home court advantage against either one of those teams. Um, I would say that given Toronto being that they have Kawhi, you know, they may have a, a slight advantage, but outside of Kawhi, ain't nobody really been there. And when was the last time Kawhi was there? You know what I'm saying? So 
you're talking about playing for the whole ship at this point. And I think Portland had the ability to win, but I think they were they were starstruck. I think that they, as they can say, you know, showed their O face uh, by beating um, was it Denver? Whoever the hell they played last round, can't remember. So long ago, but they showed their O face. They they gave it it all, and they pretty much just whatever in that round, and then they, they meet the big bad Golden State where they should have been able to at least win two games in that series and pretty much just kind of just lay down and let whatever happened happen. Now, in Toronto's case, he has to have Kawhi, and Kawhi is familiar with Golden State, but when was the last time that in a playoff setting that Golden, that San Antonio, uh, San Antonio uh, matched up with a Golden State in the first or second round? I'm, it might have been possible. I don't. I don't recall when was the last time it might have happened. But it was right before that Kawhi injury. Okay, and what happened? They guess what? Yeah, that first game, um, Kawhi was. I mean, the San Antonio was blowing out the Warriors by twenty until Kawhi got injured. When Kawhi got injured, that's when everything shifted to Golden State's favor. And they guess what? No, I think did they. They didn't get swept. They, they lost. I don't think they, they got swept. Yeah, they lost. I don't think they got swept because I think they um, San Antonio held off to beat Golden State after that 20-point blowout. And then after that, I think Golden State took it from there. But <clears throat> Kawhi was on point with that. So, Okay. Well, um... <coughs> excuse me. With that being said, I'm not saying Toronto would have put up a good fight, but I don't think – I'm not saying the stage would be too big for Toronto. The stage might be too big for Milwaukee just because, you know, when it's your first time there, obviously the stage is big for Milwaukee now because if they're the big bad team that they thought they were, they wouldn't have let game three slip through their hands. I'm not saying that Toronto wouldn't have won a game in their home court, but we wouldn't be going back 2-2 at this point. It would probably be more so 3-1 because Giannis would have – you know, exuded his his talent and and willed Milwaukee to win one of those two games in Toronto. Um, he 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 had his typical double double type of games, but he didn't have any sort of an impact on those two games to say Giannis is that dude. Um, so that just makes me wonder how much, if this stage is getting to him, how much would the the biggest of all stages get to them? You know, and you have a team that's been there, what, four out of five or five out of the past six years? Uh, going to fifth finals right now. Yeah, so this is like nothing new to them. This is what they expect, you know what I'm saying? So they're going in there. And to answer your question, do I believe Golden State is better with KD? I think ball movement is better, they, uh, better with KD. And I think other players step up. You know, Draymond ain't putting up triple-double triple type of numbers with KD is playing. I think you're seeing the true, uh, true Draymond right now, and what made Golden State what Golden State was prior to KD's arrival, and I think they'll be just fine. I don't think they need them personally. I don't think they need them. I think they, I think Golden State is cool resigning Bogut and letting Boogie and KD walk. You know, the, but the bigger thing is when you have AI and 
what's my other cat name that come off the bench? Um, Sean Levinson. Yeah. Now, those are the two that you got to kind of worry about. I think those are the backbone of when the other players kind of step off, that they keep up that momentum and keep, keep the style of play going. Because if you let KD and Boogie walk, yes, you can get Draymond and you can stay, have Clay stay. And you're solid. You're, you know, you're starting five is solid, but the bench is kind of lacking if AI or Sean Livingston leaves, even though some of the younger talent is stepping up and playing better. So if I was the GM, if KD want to leave, we love you. We happy we won two ships with you. Be on your merry way, sir. You know, you did a, you did a great debt for Golden State. You got us three rings, four, four rings. Well, two with him and two without. So, you know, so be it. Boogie just, Boogie just came along for the ride. You know, he just knew he was going to get a ring and just keep, keep moving. He just needed to showcase that he could still ball and he won't try to get a big contract and it's going by his business too. Well, let me throw this out there. Um, so now all the talk about, you know, Katie, and I always thought that his um, – Thought that the calf, the calf um, injury was a little bit more than what they said it was. I mean, a mild calf strain usually, I mean, you can probably test to this. I mean, you're out for you know about what minimum two weeks at best, um, maybe three if you're able to get healthy. He should be available, or he should be back if he has any setbacks by game one. My question is, does he pull a Kawhi and not come back? Just so he can see, oh, everyone's talking and chirping about you guys are playing, doing this, doing that, and y'all don't need me. Well, go ahead. Let's see you want to know without me. And I see they would. Should. I, I, I don't think it's right, but maybe, but maybe I'm, I'm, I'm going to just sit it out. I'm still hurt. But outside of – Golden State having some sluggish starts and other teams starting off hot. What makes you, you know, not you per se, but what makes you, the general public believe that Golden State just won't be Golden State and somebody will get hot? You know, Clay, Clay can easily drop 40 in a, in a half just as easy as Steph can. And Draymond is just being Draymond. <laughs> He'll get you 16, 10, and 10. And you don't even realize you got you 16, 10, and 10. I think the, the X factor really is AI and Sean Livingston in this whole deal. If they can hold up and, and pretty much play in the finals like they've been playing in the past, it's pretty much locked up. Then it's just a matter of some of them young guys can step in and take over those roles. Because obviously they can't AI. What, what, how many years has AI been in the league? I mean, he, he, he still looks good. He still plays well. But I think he didn't he do like ten years in Philly before he decided to leave out. <laughs> in Philly for 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 a couple um for a couple of years before he rolled. Right. So I mean, I I don't see personally. I don't care who comes out of the East Golden State's winning, and I don't care if KD wins, KD plays or not. Because I don't. Yes, they start off slow, but I don't see any flaws because the the ball movement. Their execution, they're, they're playing team ball, you know, and that's that's what makes them even more dangerous, more so than with KD on the floor. What you say, Al? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not sold on Golden State winning whoever takes out the East. I'm not. 
Um, if it's Toronto, I okay. If it's Toronto, I give them an eighty percent chance of winning it. Milwaukee is going to be a much difficult series for them. Bottom line, um, and that's with KD in the mix. I think that Milwaukee's had their number over the reg during the regular season. I know this is the playoffs and everything, but even with the ball movement, I'm going to be honest with you. I think they're a lot better without KD. I would give them more of a – I would be more confident them winning the whole thing if KD wasn't playing because the ball movement is where it is right now. Draymond Green is playing at an all-time high. You got contributions from Kevin Looney um, and from the rest of the bench, even though AI is not there. They got other wings coming in filling the position. And the ball movement has been flawless the past four games, three games, um, especially with Portland. Now, Milwaukee's a different animal. They're more – they're the best defensive team in the NBA. So you got to give them uh, – a, a, you got to give them some credit. I just don't see them cakewalking through the East, um, especially with Milwaukee. I see that going like at least six to seven games. But, but I, I see what you're saying, but – None of the teams, Toronto nor Milwaukee, no matter how many times they played in the regular season, did not see them playing like this. That is true. But I will say that the same thing applies with no one has seen Milwaukee play like this in the playoffs as well. So just because they've seen them in the regular season, it's still 0-0 when they come into the playoffs because the intensity is on both. And – even though Golden State has the experience, I still believe Milwaukee is one of the best defensive teams left in the playoffs. And I can easily see this being – to be honest, it's almost mirrored how um, – I'm more worried that it could be like the Golden State-Cleveland series when Cleveland actually won the championship in seven games. Not saying that Milwaukee will win it, but I could see it being that tight of a competition going six or seven. Hmm. I really do, especially with Milwaukee. Toronto, I don't think they have the, enough horsepower, enough um, of a bench to hang with Golden State, but I just believe that Milwaukee has so many different pieces to add. Um, you got the grit of Eric Bledsoe, who can just muscle with – It'll be a, he'll have a tough time keeping up, but even if that's the case, they got George Hill. So you got him. Brogdon can stick with Clay. You got Giannis on KD. You got, you know, whoever's playing the four on whoever. And you got Brooke Lopez on the five with Bogut, who's going to have a hard time sticking with him and his outside shot. I really believe that Milwaukee has the horsepower to keep up with not only Golden State, but to give him a run for the month. So what happens if uh, Boogie comes back? Now, when Boogie comes back, that may change the whole nature of it because Brooke Lopez cannot guard Boogie Cousins. And Boogie already has a, a, a sore spot with Brooke Lopez, bottom line. So I could see if, if, if Boogie is healthy, then I would give the much more advantage. Colder State has much more of an advantage. Yeah, I, well, I don't think Boogie's coming back. I think, I mean, you tore your damn quad. I mean, I think he's, if he comes back, I'll be highly shocked. And if he comes back, who knows what kind of basketball shape he's even relatively in. He'll be much more of a liability in the starting five. And he That's true, too. Um, 
KD, for my original question, I could almost see him just trying to say, just sit it out and say he's really, really hurting. I don't think that he would, but if they were to go out there and he doesn't play and the Golden State gets blown out that first game, then you can automatically probably see him magically coming back to say, I'm here to save the day, guys. I mean, I'm not much more appreciated from a public perspective. I mean, they're probably all saying the right things behind closed doors, but I could see him might possibly doing that. Don't be surprised if they get to game one and Kevin Durant is not playing. I get that. I get that. But I'm going to be honest with you, if that does happen and then he comes back with that type of attitude, if I'm any of the Golden State Warriors, I'll be pissed. And I could see Draymond being that that dude that'd be like, yo, like seriously, like, and it's it's uh, it's not a coincidence that Draymond's playing his best basketball when KD is out. It yeah. is not a coincidence. Like you can see that he's pulling back. He's kind of holding off on his game. Exactly. He even said in in, in um in the post interview comment, he even said that you know he doesn't need to play like this when you have you know Curry, Thompson, and Durant on the court. He just does the, the other stuff. He doesn't need to do this. He's only doing it now because Durant is not there. But yet he's enjoying himself. That just goes to show that they didn't necessarily need a, a KD on the squad. I'm not mad that KD went there. You know, it's oh, no, they, needed, they needed a KD because they could not beat LeBron James and Kyrie without a KD. That's I'll give you that. That's I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. They beat a, they beat a, a, a KD. Well, no, Kyrie was hurt. Man, love was hurt. When it was when Kyrie was back of playing and LeBron James got all the accolades, but trust me, it was Kyrie that saved a bacon for them to come back three and one. He was the one in that you know that game where Draymond didn't play. It was his ass that got them across the finish line. But LeBron James gets all the you know gets all the accolades. But if it wasn't for Kyrie, even with um, Draymond going out, they wouldn't have won that series. Now. I agree, Al. I think Milwaukee's a tougher matchup. I think Giannis is going to is going to get someone's attention. Who's going to guard him? If you put Iggy on him, that's who they'll probably let probably start initially defending him. Um, but if you put Draymond on him, what kind of foul trouble will he might get in? And then that takes away from him being that point forward that's going to push the offense. Right now, Draymond's really had nobody that really he had to guard that really took it to him. They go to Milwaukee and he gets the dram and he gets the Yance assignment, he's gonna get taken to him. If Durant is there, then they can do that and not have to worry about losing out much because you then you'll have that thirty five points per game. So I think Milwaukee is a tougher matchup and I think at the end of the day they may need Durant to beat Milwaukee. I don't think they need Durant to beat the Raptors. Personally, I'm just going my gut. Nine, nine times out of ten, outside of food, I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't think KD is needed to be either one, personally. That's just my, this my take. And I'm not saying it's going to be a sweep. I just don't think that KD – KD doesn't need to be there, nor does he need to be a focal point just based off of the talent that they have. As long as, in my opinion, that the uh, AI is somewhat healthy, and Sean Livingston plays the way they play, 
Sean Livingston has been had one good game, so I ain't. <laughs> I'm very distrustful of uh, Sean Livingston right about now. They old man. These jokers are just old. <laughs> That's all it is. But if some of them young guns start stepping up, you know, and I agree with Al as far as the matchups are concerned, as far as with Milwaukee, I just think that the lights would be too bright. And it's it's one thing to be two teams that haven't been there and this is your first time going and it's, it's trying to understand the, the understand the moment and, and play into your potential. But you have a team that's this constantly this there and they know exactly what to do and they know what to win. They know how to win. And if you put a young team like Milwaukee, I don't know if, you know, if the, the moment would be too big now on the flip side, I give Toronto a bigger chance just because of uh, Kawhi and his experience. And that he could sit there and say, I know how this team was. I faced them regardless of whatever. I know what we could do to defend. So that's, I guess, where I differ. I don't think Milwaukee, even though the matchups are in their favor, I just truly think it's too big of a moment for them right now. But I will say this, though. I, if, if Toronto does make it to the finals – I could see this being – I could see Kawhi going ballistic. Yep. Putting up huge numbers. Like, if anything, it would be like a revenge game for him, for mm-hmm. for him getting injured to begin with. So, yeah, I would not put that – I would not hesitate to – I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes crazy with the numbers. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely have a um, – definitely has a, um, a chip on his shoulder against them. Mm-hmm. And then I would also say that it would just be – another uh, stab in San Antonio's face to say, hey, you know, y'all think whatever, but, you know, this is who I am. And I could take a team that pretty much just has one other person and some players and take them here. So. Yeah. Well, uh, what is it? Game five is tomorrow. Is it tomorrow, right? Yep. Yeah. Tomorrow, yep. Game five is tomorrow. So um, this is going to be, I think, the important game of the series. Um, whoever wins this pivotal game five game, I think, in my opinion, will go a long way in towards winning the series. And Golden State, they get lots of days of rest. So all its people um, can heal up. Iggy Durant, if he comes back, uh, I, I'll put money on the fact that I don't think he's going to play game one, but that's just me. But um, Don't count out Boogie. They don't need Boogie, trust me. <laughs> They don't, but his ego and what he's trying to prove as far as his next contract is concerned, don't count out Boogie. <laughs> right now, he would mess up their rotation. He would really mess up their rotation because he was a liability defensive-wise when he was out there to begin with, when he was healthy. So if I'm going to state, if he's back, I'll put him. I wouldn't start him. He'll be have to come off the bench. Oh, definitely off the bench. He just needs to show that he, can still, he still has it. You know, he's still bringing something to the table despite the injury. He can play through it. Hey, we'll see. All right, fellas. So it's about our time, everybody out there. Um, so as always, we definitely enjoy um, giving you our thoughts and our ideas. Um, it can't be enough to say Stanley Cup Finals are coming in. It's going to be the Boston Bruins um, against uh, St. Louis. Uh, I think so. Maybe. I just—it was right on the tip of my tongue before you said something. Uh, yeah. uh, NHL, NHL, pull it up for me, Al.
Uh, yeah. Obviously, folks, we don't do uh, hockey very well. <laughs> um, St. Louis Blues, yes. Yeah, it is the Blues. Yes, the Bruins and the Blues. So um, that that um that game starts off, I think, this weekend, I believe. So shouts out to both of those teams, um, the Bruins and St. Louis Blues, who haven't been in the Stanley Cup Finals in a very long time. They'll, they'll give me a quote in the years, but it's damn been more than 20. <laughs> so with that being well, said, everybody. I like to. Go ahead. I was just going to say I like to attribute the uh, – St. Louis fans, you know, the reason why they're winning because they play uh, country roads in the third period of every game. So it's a little Mountaineer, uh, Mountaineer luck. So shout out to my West Virginia Mountaineers. We're not even in college football in the Mountaineers. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 look, I just read an article about this. This is something <laughs> they've been doing for a while now. So this ain't nothing new. <laughs> okay, so now I'd like to thank you because originally I was going to root for St. Louis. Um, <laughs> so now I have no dog in the fight no more. So I like to thank right. you for that. That's all right. I'm a Mountaineer fan and I ain't moving for near one, so it's all good. <laughs> I have a bunch of Boston Bruins fans that I work with, surprisingly, in the town of Philly. So Yeah, I was going to say, in, in Philly? Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, yes. The Flyers I'm thought. To, I'm trying to see if Tiger will try to bounce back off of this disappointing weekend. <laughs> the highs and lows of Tiger. <laughs> I have to say, man, you know what? After the Masters, I, I, I was of the opinion he should have been like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to walk away. <laughs> Call it quits. I would have. Just been like, you know what? Not the mic. I came back. I did it. I got my green jacket. I'm good. <laughs> you want these numbers? Like, <laughs> throw it on down. <laughs> Hold us is out. <laughs> All right, guys. Let them know where they can find you at. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at uh, catdaddy1963 on Twitter. That's catdaddy1963 on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Yes, you can find me on the Gram, Snapchat, and Twitter at J.E. Rawson, number seven. Um, and make sure everybody to subscribe to the channel. We're on um, podcasts. It's definitely on Spotify. I saw that. Um, podcasts on iTunes. Um, SoundCloud. So um, subscribe, listen up, and let us know what you think. And as always, we'll speak to you next week. Love, peace, and soul, fellas. One. <laughs> High five.